when they say, oh, we just, you know, it's a virus. We, we need to learn to live with it. When they, when people say that, usually what they mean and my, uh, what I think they mean is we need to just go back to normal yeah. and deal with the consequences. That's what I hear. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When I say it, like, yeah, we do need to learn to live with it. This is how we live with it. Right. We wear yeah. masks. Yep. We stagger our schedules. Yes. We wash our hands. Yep. You know, we don't sing in choir in front of the church. Right. Like, that's living with it. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. The button. The button is pushed. Okay. We're recording now, so. <laughs> that's, and that is how you that's start how a podcast. You, that's how you do it. When Just you're professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Just hit go. How you doing, Mike? I'm mostly fine. What day yeah. is it? It's Wednesday, <laughs> right? Okay, so it's been one whole week since we yes. recorded last and yeah. one whole week and one day mm-hmm. since the election. Yep. And yeah, it's just been sort of like, I don't know, whatever. It's mm-hmm. been whatever. I have been, I do think I've been slightly less obsessive about news in the yep. last week. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because nothing's happening. Yep. Well, there's tons of stuff happening. Right. But, but like, yeah. it's, it is, I, I, yeah. I listened to part of the, the our conversation uh, last week, and mm-hmm. that was really fun. We should be, like... Just a hot take every time? Every time. <laughs> I feel like it would go off the rails I think we quick. were both, like, just sort of, there was so much, like, release left. Yes. That it was sort of, like... <laughs> yes, it was cathartic, like, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I was just more comfortable. So anyway, yeah. so here we are back okay. at the grind then. Yeah. So we're going to do a headline hot dish today. Headlines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had to we had to actually go find some headlines. So that's yeah. how I knew that's how I knew I wasn't. Yep. I didn't feel like I was actually that disconnected, but that's how I knew because I was like, oh, I don't have as many. Usually I have a ton of them. Yeah. Yep. Like saved and liked and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to like look around a little bit. So mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I was finding that most of the things that I had saved, like to read later, were election related. Yes, and I was like, I'm we're trying to, try avoid to avoid that, that a little that. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there. Yep. Okay, so let's start with what the heck. What do you got? <laughs> you want me to go first? You're gonna go I first. I know. I was trying to remember what I put down for my about the. Oh no, I. I uh, okay, I'll ah, go first. You go first. Um. So because you, I was gonna put this one too, but then. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, see, it's really good to it's be the first be the one first. to the notes. Yeah. Um, so there was a postal worker who claimed fraud. Yeah. Um, now admits he was lying. He totally recanted the whole thing, signed the affidavit. Um, Richard Hopkins in Pennsylvania, he's been cited by Republicans for saying that there was a postmaster who instructed workers to backdate ballots that were actually mailed after Election Day. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. And so, like, Lindsey Graham... That sounds like fraud. That sounds bad. Oh, right? You shouldn't do that. You should not commit fraud. Um, Lindsey Graham cited him in a letter to the Justice Department calling for federal investigation. Mm-hmm. 
Also, then later this afternoon, read an updated article that said that this guy was set to receive um, a reward of $136,000 from the GOP. That one's a little grayer. I'm like, are you for, like, so it's mush, it's muddy where they've been like, yeah. we're going to throw out rewards for this, whatever. But I just, like, what the heck? Okay, so my what the heck moment. <laughs> which which level of what the heck are you going to go with here? <sighs> There's so many. First, like that we are so we have this group of people so fired up to like that there has to be voter fraud that then we're going to make it up. But what the heck to this dude in Pennsylvania who decided, you know what, I'm just going to make this up like the democratic process and democracy and the validity of our elections. Like that's a really big deal. Yeah. And to just come out and like try to make it seem like it's not working i i don't know i just that pissed me off yeah and and i mean he's not the only one but this is like the story that's come out whatever no i mean it's it's just one of many yeah um yeah no i had i had seen that too and like he you know now if you're a conspiracy person of course you're gonna be like (laughs) well yeah they're gonna smear him but like you know the the postmaster the the postmaster or whoever it was came out right away and they're like this is not correct yep this guy is actually i think he maybe even had been already terminated or something he had had several yeah it wasn't like a stellar employee no he was Mm -hmm. it was he was on the rocks anyway um but yeah to go out there and say something like like say something that egregious like it's one thing because there's a lot of them out there that are just going yeah there was this or like i feel like there was but he was very specific yes um and lobbying act, like actual allegations at mm-hmm. a person, not yep. just like at the system. Uh, the $130,000 thing, though, that one's a little bit grayer because I've seen some more liberal sites being like, oh, the GOP was going to pay him, which it's possible. But mm-hmm. it was after he came out, they some, he set up a GoFundMe page. <laughs> Because For he was real, right? Because he was worried, and his page was like, "I'm, you know, help me because I might need legal representation, and also, oh, oh but it gets worse." Oh, <laughs> yes, it can get worse. Yes, because also I might lose my job for speaking out. Also, I'll need to get resettled somewhere else, and I'll need some money until oh I get a job, gosh. and I also need to pay child support. Okay, so like, what the heck? This guy is just a big, huge what the heck. The whole totally. thing. So it's possible wow. that like. Some GOP people gave him money through that, but it wasn't yeah. like the GOP. Okay, but, yeah. But the part that really got me is when when he got to the because he listed the things and like one of the things was to help him pay child support. Um, nope. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this is not funny. Child support is not funny. No, but no. Like, but this, that, no. it's not a GoFundMe thing. It's just a... FYI, if you get fired, you don't have to pay child support. You only pay child support on the money you make. Yeah. You, you don't like you have to keep paying it, but anyway. Mm-hmm. You should. You rack up a support bill. Support your people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So what the heck to the whole situation? Wow. All is right. that the only? I think that I think we'll get through the rest of the headlines without any, <laughs> except all minor COVID. I doubt it. Oh, all of minor good. COVID. I'm glad. I'm glad. I know I you just, did a great job. I was just thinking like, oh crap, we need to talk about COVID, and I didn't. So good yeah. job. Okay. So what's your what the heck moment? Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to go about. <laughs> I love that you did this because this. <laughs> So many of these this it's week. Not yeah. funny. Nope, it's um, not. It's horrible. So my what the heck is, and I wrote here, like, I don't know what to call them. The religious right, um, super uh, conservative. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, like, leaders and pastors and stuff like that, like, publicly prophesying. And, mm-hmm. like, that's what they're calling yes. it. Like, they, yes. This isn't me no. applying a label. Nope. They previously before 
uh, and then even afterwards of the election, they were prophesying and praying about Trump to win. And so there's been several of these videos flying around, like yes. Paula White, who is... Oh, my goodness. That one was interesting. That that was a uh, very interesting video. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Michelle, I haven't seen Michelle, Michelle Bachman. Bachman. You need to look it up. Okay. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's, um, that one is after... She posted a video of it after the election, and she's calling for God to, like crush the clay jar of deceit and like joe biden is not our president and all kinds of stuff um yeah i was just so i'm gonna before i finish that i do walk a little bit of a fine line and i don't know where you are at with this kind of stuff but like i do believe it like i'm not a speaking in tongues guy like i've never done it but i've been around it yeah like and i think it's legit yeah i think most of the time it's not yeah um, so I don't want to come off like, oh, if you, if you talk weird or pray weird or whatever, or even prophesying like that happens. Yeah, that happens. No. Um, but not like this. So like, uh, the last one I have here is, uh, I didn't know his name before, but Chris Vol- Volaton. Is, is this the laughing guy? No, 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 no. Oh gosh. That's a whole nother thing. Okay. The- <laughs> Cause I watched that one yes, today. So I haven't the- seen this Chris guy then. No, okay. he is the pastor or a pastor at the Megaturth church bethel in california so okay. like if you ever heard of like bethel music oh. or like yeah like they're pretty big yeah i think they're like ten thousand people or whatever uh-huh. but he had prophesied that trump was gonna win and then he went on instagram and apologized for incorrectly prophesying um and then after he lost and then in the consequent oh. times has gone back in there deleted that apology and then posted again I did paraphrasing here that the prophecy is pending. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I just am like, <laughs> what? What the heck? Because oh. it just makes no sense. No. Mm-mm. No. And I, I wow. don't. Yeah. Anyway. And a lot of these things get a lot of traction with a lot of people that like these. Anyway. And it's I, one, I, it's, I, it's one thing oh. for, uh, for a political pundit to get on TV and be, and predict that there's yeah. going to be a landslide victory or whatever it is. But it's like it, spiritual Mm-mm. leader no. like and then calling it like this is the lord speaking to me saying this is no like it, it i don't it didn't actually happen this way like so stop telling us that anyway yeah no, no this is just gross with the um i don't know about so like for me the probably in the 20 at least in the for sure the 24 hours leading up to the election probably 48 hours like my prayer that i kept praying which i'm like Guys, could we do a little bit of this? Which is, which which is just like Jesus taught us to pray. I prayed over and over and over again. Your will be done, and then I and then I prayed, prepare my heart for that. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that is going to be. Good for like, you. Oh, I know. That's really well, great. Man. Anyway, mm-hmm. but like instead of running around like asking God to smash the foes of no, not disinformation very or whatever, I guess. I don't <laughs> there, know. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem very loving. Anyway. It's gross. Yeah, no. so what the heck? Yeah, what the heck? Mm. All of that. I just, <laughs> I tried to watch the video of the guy. The laughing guy? The laughing pastor. I can't remember his name. But. I can't remember his name either. But that's another one that's circulating now today. Um, yeah. And just, I. I don't understand people uh, in, and, and televangelist preachers and like no. Joel Osteen types and like, I just don't get it. No. Like, I don't see the appeal there. Yeah. But. It's just, it's concerning to me that like. These these folks have so many followers, right? That you're maybe getting some misconstrued messages about Jesus in in this kind of a demonstration. Like, sure. 
I don't know. It's concerning. Anyway, what the heck? What the heck? Okay. All right. All right. That was tense. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just dive right into some fun headlines. All right. I see you started it off with a real fun one. Oh, yeah. That was me. Okay. Um, there you go. Yeah. Mine says, surprise, it's a pandemic. <laughs> So like I it, love that every time now we come back to that it's like oh wait oh wait guess what? don't forget <laughs> so especially in the last I mean we have the news has been talking about the pandemic oh, in terms yep. of like what would a Biden administration do and this and that yes but I feel like it definitely got on the back burner in the last two weeks yep um, which is not really the case so no. uh, cases mm-hmm. around the states of around Minnesota for like the last month or so have been going bananas. Yeah, like the upper Midwest yep. is... But like North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Yes, and like even we Montana. kind of holding our own a little yep. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's apparently no longer the case in Minnesota. No. So um, I guess it's our turn. Uh, raw numbers of cases are up, but then like I put more importantly, the, the positive case rates. So it is true. We are testing way more people. Yeah. And so we are going to find more cases. Yes. Uh, but, the, but that the, is not no. like the bottom line here where no. people say like, obviously you're going to have more cases because right. you're testing more. That's not it. No, we went from like a couple, like a month or so ago, we were at about 5% positive rate. Yeah. And now we're up to 12% today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one day total was 30%, but that's... Yeah, averaging they Average out. it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So 12%. And I think is 5%, that's like the what they consider sort of like the break point yes. for, for like yeah. runaway his, his whole thing was like, we need to keep this under 5%. Right. Yeah. So Governor Walls, I think yesterday, reauthorized his emergency declaration uh, and put some new restrictions in place, which I thought were pretty reasonable. Yeah. They, I mean, so like he dialed back uh, in Minnesota. So like bars and restaurants have to close by 10. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't sit at the bar anymore like those are closed off yep um and then reduce some sizes of groups so like mm-hmm. wedding you know like big ticket groups yeah. are now down to 50 but that doesn't even go in effect right away that's like end of november, end of november and yeah. then again in december lower like they one in december, again yeah. mm-hmm. um, what i really liked about what he said yesterday and did you watch it or i watched most of it okay yeah same i didn't like kind of, I was kind of nostalgic. I was like, oh, it's Aww, like the, it's like the good old watching days. You. <laughs> like watching you every day. Every day. Like, Tune in to Jeff. Um, so I really liked how he was like, we are pointing to specific science that has shown. Sure. This is the time when these interactions are taking place. These are the situations where this these interactions are taking place. Like, right. And I mean, you can't ever pinpoint that 100%. Like it's no. not going to be, you know, super totally completely precise but like that you can dial it in that much to say like we're not just doing this Mm -hmm. for no reason like other states have tried this other cities have tried this they found this to be very effective so like not only is research telling us this would help but also people have already done it and it's worked yeah um also people have already done like the mask thing turns out if you actually wore them them, it it works works. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh no oh my gosh oh boy (laughs) Uh, no. So I, I thought it was good. Um, I mean, overall, I thought it was good. Um, we both discussed it was interesting that, that churches got no mention. But maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. So they didn't mention it. So mm-hmm. maybe there hasn't been that many outbreaks uh, that are related to churches. So I just I thought it was super interesting because then in the Star Tribune today, when they were discussing Walsh's stuff, they mm-hmm. mentioned like this study says this, this study, like repeatedly that it's happening in churches and indoor social gatherings, like large right. gatherings, like especially where you're so you speaking loudly or singing. just like left that off because he didn't want to deal? Um, I kind of wonder. Um, I, 
I just, it's frustrating because, because I know like at least locally, there are churches that are not following the rules here. There and are churches that are. Yes, there are there churches are that are doing a great job. Plenty of churches that are not. There are there are definitely churches that are not. And I just am like, hey, you guys, get this under control. Like if if you would be one of the churches that's enforcing the rules and like maintaining masks and distancing or whatever, then great. Right. You know, but I know that there are churches in town that have been reported to our public health department multiple times. Oh wow. And like you can't shut them down, you know, well, but, but sort of, it's not I mean, like a business, it doesn't it. work the same way no, as a business, whatever. No. Um, but like that, I just wish that he would have said something to like, that because like, it. this is a big part of where people are still gathering in large numbers. Some of them are not following protocols. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's a fine line for the, for the governor and all of the people involved to, to walk. And yeah. I, so I thought it did pretty well. Uh, of course I was immediately annoyed at, everybody who like the dude can't win no oh no so, like no, no, people no. are ticked or like then everyone it's just like the the old like well if you can go to you know walmart why can't you go because they're like oh i guess corona only comes out after 10 and nope. i'm like no it's <laughs> just not what they're you saying. are double dumb <laughs> yes. after you've been drinking for three hours yeah yeah um and uh, yes specifically you i you heard and, me and yeah. i said you are double dumb <laughs> and how they pointed to like we have seen now that it doesn't happen in a retail environment like it's not right. when you're going to pick up your groceries because those interactions are first in a very large space second they're not for a prolonged period of time short. yeah right. like it is in those places where you're gathering for birthday parties or right. a youth group or whatever like it, yeah so and i just i love that we're as as we're learning more yeah. like he's adjusting that and he's like and he repeatedly had to say that of course and right. half the people didn't listen didn't but listen just to say like we know more now we've seen this work elsewhere we've seen this play out in studies like this is what is needed and i i liked that the one thing that is like it hasn't changed it all goes back to the very very beginning which one of the two key things they always hammered home from the beginning was proximity and duration Mm -hmm. that so yep totally (laughs) so it hasn't really changed no that much Uh -uh. so we just have figured out anyway so yep. that's yep. what I got. So COVID. COVID. Great. Yay. Great. Don't worry. I'll bring it up again. Okay. <laughs> we'll come right back. We'll okay, come good. right back. Okay. First, we're going to California. <laughs> California. Okay. So this was just super interesting um, to me anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm bringing so it up. So at least two of you out yeah. there will also find this very interesting. Yes. Okay. So the governor of California, um, that's our buddy Newsom, right? Gavin. Um, yeah, Gavin. The hair. Gavin. Um, and six... Um, both current and former district attorneys filed a case against the death penalty. So they've, they they um, submitted... Huh. Yeah. So it's I don't su- even know you could do that. But it's super interesting. So um, they filed these briefs with the state Supreme Court in California um, that basically said that the death penalty is, quote, unconstitutionally arbitrary, unfair, and racially biased. Mm. So... Just reading about this, I was like, what? California's going to get rid of the death penalty? And it turns out that's not what they're doing. So I found it really interesting because they're not actually saying, like, oh, what are they doing? They're going to abolish the death penalty. Um, though part of their argument does talk about, like, how it's not actually a deterrent, you know, according to data. But what they're doing is saying that it's applied unfairly from, like, the very beginning throughout the whole process of a trial and a, you know, jury selection, um, sentencing is, is done. Sure. Um, is racially unfair. Um, so just every step of that process, they're saying it's not being handled well. And so I'm just curious to follow this and just yeah. say, like, 
So is your end game somewhere to get rid of the death penalty? I would think so. Or it is just super interesting because it didn't ever specifically say, like, we want to abolish it. It's like the way that we're doing it is wrong. Huh. Yeah. So huh. I, it just was like, hey, I'm going to put this out here so I can uh, come back and look at it again. Anyway. Well, that would, I mean, that would make, because people who are, uh, so like if, you, if you're someone who gets the death penalty, I mean, if you're on death row, like, yeah. if you accept the premise that the overall system is skewed, mm-hmm. let's, I'll use that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a more <laughs> n- neutral term. Sure. Um, the longer you're in that system, the more skewed it's going to be. And so, like, the yeah. death penalty is, sure. like, the ultimate. You, you're in prison for years. Yeah. 10, 15, 20 years appealing, mm-hmm. doing, you know, all the – so the longer you spend in there, the more likely it's going to yeah. be – yeah, that's and they're just they're just like from even from like what charges are going to be brought against you to then the jury that's selected for your trial to mm-hmm. then how the trial goes to like they listed you know all a dozen different like steps of that process but that it's all kind of playing out in um, a very arbitrary way yeah and racially biased so I'm curious to see what happens I um I thought it was interesting and maybe this is like one step one toward step towards that abolishing um, I'm not sure. I like I'm glad that <laughs> I was about to say like so I'm glad I'm, that I'm the state assuming of, you are not pro death penalty. Um Ooh. I mm, we should we should probably like spend a whole <laughs> that episode be talking a about whole that episode cuz yes. But I I was very like I like that they're looking at this saying like hey we're the way that this is playing out is not is not, okay. is not just it's not justice here for mm-hmm. everyone the same. So let's fix it. If we're going to leave it in place, at least, let's make it square across the board, right? Cool. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now bring, we, now bring we us put, back to COVID. Death penalty isn't on our list, so you should put it on <gasps> our list. Death penalty, yeah. It's on there. It's okay. actually a really good one. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. anyway. <laughs> It'll be super fun. Yeah, no. Um, hey, COVID's back. COVID. <laughs> sorry. I'm are, sorry, are folks. all of your headlines about Almost COVID? Almost all of That's them. That's amazing. <laughs> um, it was a bad COVID day, I guess. And there you um, go. No, uh, the White House continues to literally spread COVID. Oh, my goodness. So 10 more staffers <laughs> uh, and people associated with the White House have tested positive for COVID-19 uh, since the election. Yep. So, like, in the last eight days, yep. there's been at least 10 more people, including the chief of staff, which I think we mentioned maybe last week, because that was, like, right away, or maybe that went, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mark Meadows, um, secretary of the uh, uh, Housing, Housing and Urban, Urban. Development, <laughs> uh, Ben Carson, um, and there's a four or more of these cases are connected with an election night yes. party that they had at the White House yeah. with hundreds of people without wearing no masks, masks. Nope. for hours at a time, yep. drinking booze. Like all of the things that not you know, only all of the things to... you just like a month and a half ago had a frat party there yeah. with all the people and had the same result. Same result. Everybody's so let's COVID. do it again. And I just this almost made it into the what the heck. Yeah. But the crazy prophesying was way weirder um <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't even know like i don't i don't even uh-uh. i don't even know no. how to respond to that exactly other than clearly they're not getting the message no Mm-mm. um so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a cold dark winter at the white house oh my gosh oh, sorry no i just yeah, anyway i maybe i am it, i don't know why i even put it down because like duh of course they but they just i mean yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting, though, because what 
had come out of his tweets and some of the people in his party was that this was going to disappear after the election, right? Oh, yeah, right. So, Gone. like, for yeah, then his team to kind of have, you know, now it's in your... Anyway, it wasn't supposed to happen because this was supposed to be done. Discuss. I don't know. White House is being dumb about Corona. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this is another one that I wanted to revisit. Oh, sorry. I was what? Just, I was just thinking. I'm like, man, they're so lucky that nobody's died yet from. Oh wait. Oh, they did. Yeah. Uh, pizza guy. Yeah. Who, um. Yes, he I ran. I love that you brought it up, and now we can't, can't think of his name. name. I know. Anyway, he <laughs> ran shoot. ran for uh, the Republican nomination. and yeah. Yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. Herman Cain. There, there thank we go. you. Yeah. Rest in peace, Herman Cain. Yes. There it is. And prayers to Mark Meadow and Mr. Carson. Carson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the Moving others. on. Yeah. Okay. So um, a oh, new. Look. COVID. Uh, COVID. Ha your turn. A new, a new number just came out for this. We we had talked about it, I think, a couple months back when it was like, oh, this is bad, um, and now it's just quite a bit worse. So, um, through the end of October, more than two million women have now left the workforce due to COVID and virtual schooling. Um, the number of women in the workforce hasn't been this low since the '80s. Wow. What the? I mean, yeah. Um, they're calling it a she session in recession. And that's not cool because like before no. she things like she sheds and she whatever. No. That was like a cool thing. This is like, no, don't make this a trendy. Plus she session is not no, easy to say. No, I was like, say. how am I? <laughs> um, but so they're finding that less women are getting back into the workforce after the spring due to schooling and childcare issues. So where men have actually recovered 58% of their jobs, women have only recovered 39.5% of that job loss from hmm. the spring. And I just think, like, we talked about this a little bit before, but this is going to have a lasting impact, yeah. especially as more and more schools are now having to go back to virtual um, because COVID is going crazy. Yeah. Everywhere it's going back up. Um, so this is just going to grow. No, if this is where we're at right now, like, it's going to get best worse. Can a, best case scenario is, like, this is where it stays yeah. for probably at least a year. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even, yeah. if, even if by next, let's just... God willing, next summer things yeah. start to be put back together. It's mm-hmm. going to take a long time to like. Yep. Yeah. And like the seniority that you're losing, the I mean, you just right. it's all the things that you so many you guys back. run into with yeah. uh, maternity leave and all yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. Just. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna <sighs> get a little bit worse, probably. That's just kind of. Do we have any fun? No. <laughs> no. Okay. No, we got one. <laughs> we got one fun one. Okay. All right. So COVID. All right. What's your next headline? Well, more, I have more COVID stuff. So in Minnesota here, the the Duluth, and I don't know why I put this on here other than like it was interesting. Two things about it was interesting to me. So the Duluth Police Department is like in emergency mode yeah. because like 25% of their staff are either positive, COVID yeah. positive, or quarantined. Yeah. This um, blew my mind when I read that. Like. Yeah, because it, a quarter it's, of your whole police force. Yeah. Well, we talked about even when, like, way back when, we talked about the post office and, like, at any given, you know, at the peak of it, at any given yeah. time, didn't it? Wasn't it like thirty percent? Like, any given time, thirty percent of their Crazy. staff was quarantined for yeah. some reason. So anyway, the up in Duluth, Minnesota, um, they're adjusting to that, and so they've had to change up the way they do staffing and stuff like and and things. Which apparently they had come up with this plan previously. So like they had already done this. Look at so that. like they work five days, twelve hours a day in a row and then they quarantine for 10. Okay. And then they, so that's like the cycle they have yeah. them on so that everybody they have 5 days of like heavy exposure if yep. you will 
and then they have 10 days of quarantine. So then if they're you're not showing any symptoms or whatever, and then they can come back to work again. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. One, it's like, geez, there, yeah. that's a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other part was kind of like, well, we're a little bit like we're learning to live with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, we don't want to live like this forever. Right, no. But like with Governor Walls, with making some tweaks, you know, the police department, well, this is how we just shift to this mode. Yep. Um, we still can do all of our jobs. It's just, you know, it sucks for the police officers because basically they have to quarantine then from their families yeah during the time they're working right you know and stuff yeah. and like anyway i just thought it was super interesting yeah um the kudos ep- to them for like having a plan that like okay then we go back to this like we have a right. plan in place That's we know what, what we're mean. gonna like, do so figure it out it's been really frustrating to me because most of the and i don't know if i said it to you but most of the time people um say like when they say oh we just you know it's a virus we, we need to learn to live with it when they when people say that, usually what they mean and my, uh, what I think they mean is we need to just go back to normal yeah. and deal with the consequences. That's what I hear. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When I say it, like, yeah, we do need to learn to live with it. This is how we live with it. Right. We wear yeah. masks. Yep. We stagger our schedules. Yes. We wash our hands. Yep. You know, we don't sing and choir in front of the church. Right. Like that's living with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You yeah. should you should put that proclamation out. I put that out, out there? I'll yeah, get that out you there. You really should. But mm-hmm. so we are starting to learn to live with it a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> COVID. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> there, uh, I didn't put it on there. I'm going to throw this one in there too. Well, I can wait. I can do it right after your thing. Okay. We'll get off COVID and then back on it. <laughs> Okay, um, so this was a fun one, and I couldn't figure out like if it was it a Minnesota was nice moment or if it was a what the heck moment, so I'm just throwing it in there as a headline. So a Minnesota dude was out hunting, and he got a gator, and I love this story. <laughs> an um, alligator, in case anybody's listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like an not alligator. Not like a four-wheeler. Not a four-wheeler. Okay, not- so he was out. His name is Corey. He was out deer hunting for the first time. Um, which I was like, what an experience for your first time. Anyway, tracking the buck he had shot. um, When he came across a three-foot-long alligator, he quick called the game warden uh, who told him he was allowed to shoot it. I was like, first, kudos to you for, like, doing the right thing and calling the game warden, right? Yeah. Um, So, and he ended up with a 10-point buck. So he's planning to do a mount with With the the gator gator. and the buck. (laughs) Like, some sort of pairing. I just... (laughs) It was, it was remarkable. A great story. So cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to have, I th- actually, it's sort of funny because I didn't catch that it was his first time. Yeah. Um, but I was reading it. I'm like, this guy's like a poster boy for responsibility. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he, fir- you know, like I said, at first he calls into the DNR like, um, excuse me, um, I, I found a gator. Yeah. What do I do? Can, can I shoot? Because right? he's like, can, can I, I shoot it? it? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, man, why not? Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then he called a friend. Yeah. Uh, from Florida or something from down south is like, so how do I? Yeah. How do I shoot a gator? <laughs> Which I would have not have thought of because, like, if you're a deer hunter, like, I'm not a deer hunter, but part of the thing you do is you train to learn how to shoot it so that you hit it in the right spot. So it dies so right it away. Dies right away yeah. or whatever. And also to like allow you to mount it without like without damaging a, it, without right? Being all messed up. Yeah. 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 No. And also like. You're taking the time to make all these phone calls while keeping your eye on an alligator. I mean, three foot long alligator isn't that big, but he it's did still... say he said it was lethargic, which oh, so it's cold. I was gonna yeah. say sidebar PSA for yeah. for the animal people. 
most likely it was a, a pet. Yes. That somebody didn't want. Yeah. And they got rid of it. Yeah. Because they don't live here because no. they can't live here. Right. So stop yeah. with the putting the... No, If you don't, don't do want it. the animal, take bring it... Bring it to the zoo, bring it to animal control, somewhere, whatever, somewhere or at else. Least, or at least go don't to let it Georgia out. and then let it out. <laughs> Put it in your car. Put it in your car. Bring it down. Bring it down where it's warm. Because <laughs> if you don't remember, a gator is a reptile. They can't control their body temperature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to freeze to death. Yeah. So... Jerks. I, <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. <clears throat> That's my, my PSA is over. I just thought it was a great story, and like you are never gonna top that in your hunting. No, he should quit career. You should stop right now, Corey, never because again. that's the best. Yeah. No. All right. What do you got? Good. Um, COVID. You. Said. Oh yeah, it was another COVID one. Well, I was trying to find it because I didn't put it on here, so I'll find it eventually. But uh, one of the guys from Minnesota who follows, he does a lot of the stats and stuff like that for the Corona stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. He had a big long post about how he takes all this data in mm-hmm. or data for you. Thanks. Um, and tries to come up with a comprehensible way to assess risk. Okay. Um, and so if if he take he has this big long explanation of how he crunches all these numbers for the case rates and this and that. Mm-hmm. And at the current moment with how it's going, we have I think it was about uh, one if the case rates if the rates stay the same. Yeah. You have a one in fifty-four chance in the next twelve months of contracting COVID in, if you live in Minnesota. Okay, which is like, oh, well, okay, so like yeah. that's not like one in a thousand. No, but it's not like one in ten. Right. But if you, that's over the next twelve months. If you, uh, or no, that's in the next uh, month. Sorry, I got that backwards. Oh, so that's in the next month. One in fifty chance. Okay. Chance in the next month, which means if you extrapolate that over the year, it's a one in four chance. Okay. So if we don't get it under control, you have a one in four chance of getting COVID between now and next fall. And I was like, oh, oh. that makes it. So like That's a when little... you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out like, do I want to do this activity? Mm-hmm. Yes. In the immediate, it's not terribly risky. Sure. But over the long haul, if you keep doing these things, if yep. we keep doing these things, mm-hmm. it's a lot more risky. Yeah. Like 25% is like a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You should maybe share that one. I gotta share that one too. Jeez, mm-hmm. I gotta put that down. That's I'm yeah. Not, okay, cool. That's a good one. Anyway, all right. What do you got? I just, I just COVID, 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 COVID. It was backed up. I've been talking about I politics know, for so long. And and OPS. And it was beautiful. COVID is freaking out. Of. So yeah. Um. Yes. No. I like that, and I like numbers. So that's great. Yeah. Um. I think what's interesting to me is like. That's the argument that we hear often, at least around our area, is like, you're not going to avoid it. Like, right. we need to, we need to just deal with it. We're going to get it. You know, don't, whatever. But the thing is, the and the story that we should have also talked about, since we're talking all about COVID, <laughs> is like, COVID right special. now, right now, the staffing shortages in our hospitals oh, within yeah. Minnesota, like... We're running out of room because staff are quarantined. Right. So, like, we still have some ICU beds, although that's filling up. Yeah. But, but we, we still have, have beds, but we don't that. have people to staff them. And so, like, even if you think that it's not going to hurt you, like, if I'm one in four, like, well, I'll be fine. I'm healthy. Right. First of all, you don't know that because there are healthy people that have died. Whatever. It's, you know, low, right? Yeah. If you're healthy. But secondly, like, do your part for these people who, like, you still need to have room in the freaking hospital. You still need to be able to have nurses that can go to their jobs yep. to take care of these people. 
I just I think that argument is the one that gets under my skin the most is like, well, I'm I'm going to be fine. So we need to stop worrying about it. We can't live in fear. Right. Yeah. No, but we can still do our part to help other people yeah. who might be more affected. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. Do you, do you follow Chad Daniels? I don't. Oh, do you know Chad Daniels? Um, I know that he's a comedian, comedian from here. From Fergus Falls, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. <laughs> I'm going to share this, even though yeah. it's a little crass because it's Chad Daniels, but he's also <laughs> freaking funny. Uh, today he tweeted, you can either bitch about not seeing your grandma on what might be her last Thanksgiving, or your family can go to her house and make sure of it. Oh, that's real good. <laughs> wow. I know. Funny, but also. I want to share that. Yeah. Well, I'll send it to you. <laughs> Put that everywhere. I, oh my All right. gosh. I know. So. So give me something. We got one left. Okay. To get that's like This happier. is not a palate cleanser. I should have shaved. I should have saved the deer story. Um, this is about Trump. Okay, so I I just saw this today, and I'm finding it interesting. So Trump is raising money. Obviously, that's not new. Trump Sorry. is raising money. All I see is you, David. You, David. You, David. I put that on there. <clears throat> He's raising money for his legal battles, yep, right? So yep. um, raising money <clears throat> for the election, all the battles that are going to come with that. But apparently, the money is actually going into a new super PAC called Save America. Mm. Um, and... It was in all caps in the article that I read it from, so I'm wondering if he actually like put it in all caps. He likes caps, yeah. So I'm like, just is it like legally? I, like <laughs> right, the that's legal, what I like, want to know. Like it was they quoted it that way, so I was like, hey. Um, but anyway, it's to fund his future political activities. So here's what's shady: he's calling it the official election defense fund. Like, so he's framing it as save this election, sure, help us fight for this election. But the reality is that the really small print where no one actually is reading that. Only after a donor has already given $5,000, anything on top of that goes to the actual recount fund. Oh, interesting. It's going into this super PAC. So, like, they've floated different ideas for how he's going to use his political clout, you right. know, going forward. They've they've talked very um, – I don't even want to acknowledge that they've talked about a 2024 run. Um but the chatter is that he's going to be used it to further his agenda and, you know, back the candidates that he likes, whatever. Right gross i just i want to be done with it but also it's really shady that you are framing this as give me money to help me win this election and actually it's going into my super pack that i made so that you can keep hearing about me forever yeah so also i don't like election finance rules i was about to say say, (laughs) yes this is very shady and sort of dumb and whatever but it's also not like new yeah like and so like because because elections oftentimes, especially at the very end, um, will end up in debt because they're like, you know, you're frantically doing stuff at the end. And yes. You're, you're, so you're just spending money. And like, and when they say debt, much of the time, it's like they just owe vendors money. I mean, like sometimes they actually literally borrow money. But like, you know, you buying the, signs or whatever it is. The debt, I think, I think on this one, like that they were paying off. Um, 60 million. Sure. I mean, like we're talking about like some debt, real yeah. money. Mm-hmm. So like it's not uncommon yeah. for a political campaign, even if the person loses, to continue to to raise money yeah. to pay for these things or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And they all also have loophole clauses and clauses in them that if they have money left over, they they can use it for other things. Yeah, that's what it was like. He can use it to travel. <clears throat> he can do he can it, use whatever it to whatever he wants. Like once you give it to them, on I mean, honestly, you should always know when if you're giving money yes. to a campaign. Once you give it to him, like you, it's like a you don't get to. It's not a church where you're gonna go to a board meeting and talk right. about like no. how we're gonna if we're gonna redo the carpet. Like, yeah, <laughs> they just, yeah. 
they do yeah. whatever they want. Yeah. But yeah, it is a little, it is a little. And I think also probably there are people that are donating based on the like, oh, if I do this, we can fight to save the election right. and he'll oh, stay totally. in, and not having a clue that no, that's not what it's actually doing. No. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I also don't think he's going to run in 2024. God, First not. of all, number two things. One, I he's think it's be old. I think it's hilarious. Well, he's gonna be he would be one. Year I know, older than I them. know. It's uh, not, he's old too. I think it's cognitive dissonance to have him and people around him talking about running in 2024 because in order to do that, you'd have to lose this one. Oh yeah. So like, See, even can't. talking about it is sort of like you're kind of. Mm, you can't. Uh, but uh and I could totally be wrong because I usually am. But I don't think I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't think he wants to be president. He doesn't want to lose, but, yeah, and he, he wants a lot lose. of this clout and the stuff that comes mm-hmm. with it, but he doesn't actually want the job. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be way more fun for him once he figures out that he can – I mean, he's going to be investigated up to Wazoo. Even, oh, gosh. Even if he doesn't get investigated for any of the stuff he's already done yeah. because he's going to figure out how this super PAC crap works. Yeah. Oh, and just he's just going to be funneling this money. Is my, yes, oh, man. Ish. It's going to be crazy. Ew, David. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. um, so also, I don't think he's going to run, but he's certainly not going to go quietly into the night. Well, I don't think he can until the Republican Party finds a new Trump to replace him, right? I because, know. like, uh, if this if this is where the party is at right now, which pretty vocally is, right? Like, you can't let Trump go until you found somebody else that has that sort of attraction. I don't get the attraction, but it's there uh, for people. It is. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, on that note, yeah. how about we move on to something nice? Okay, <laughs> that sounds fine. Okay. i got to find my front page. There it is. I guess. See, save the trees and print double-sided. <clears throat> I hate double-sided. <laughs> okay. It's a passion. Do you want to go first or sure. would you like me to? I don't to? know. I don't know what I wrote down, so I'm going to find out what it was. Veterans oh, Day. No, no, uh, you go first. Okay. like... It was pretty just good. cute. Okay. Cute. Um, so mine was just a shout out to Minnesota's own Dr. Michael Osterholm. Um, so he has been selected to be on Bivid, Biden's COVID. I'm Bivid and COVID. Anyway, Biden's COVID task force. He's currently the director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the U of M. A couple of reasons why I like this. First, it's Minnesota. cool that a Minnesota doctor was selected. Whoop, whoop. From what we've seen from Dr. Osterholm in the past Eight, nine, nine months, months. Ten months. Oh, my gosh. Oh my um, like, he knows what he's talking about, mm-hmm. and he's he's had some good, you know, um, tips, whatever. He's, yep. he's been a good voice to follow. Um, but also, I just really like that Biden already has a task force together, and it's all like, we are going to listen to experts. We are going to bring in doctors who are actually doctors in this field. In this and, field, and right. And other scientists who are related directly to this dang virus thing, and... I just thought maybe we're on our way to actually being great again. Did you see his hat? <laughs> the doctor's hat? No, did you see <gasps> Biden's hat? Biden? Yeah. We just did. Yep. Wow. I loved it a lot. I, it took me. It actually <laughs> took me a little while because I saw it and people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe if he did that. And I'm like, I don't get it. Yep. I don't get uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really, I really liked that. No, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Uh, and it's also really cool, dis- depending on, and despite, how about I'll say despite what people, some people may think, like Minnesota was in a really good place and has been in a really good place because of people like him, yeah. uh, Chris Ayersman. I mean, like we just have so many yeah. in-house mm-hmm. um experts in these fields and, and mm-hmm. with Mayo and like, it's just, it's yeah. great. So, yeah. um 
Yeah, and it's fun to be, right? It's, it's always fun for a state to feel good yeah. about, like, hey, our hey. guy's good enough for the president. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Plus, we have a president who's listening to... How many of... Was there 12, 13, 20? There's a bunch of them. Yeah. On the, it's like a new coronavirus and it's force. And it's not just, like, I mean, they have other kinds of scientists-y yeah. people. Yeah. Economists, whatever. Like, they have... Yes, it's they a, do. It's not oh, I just... Thought, I actually thought that that part was interesting, is that the yeah. other people who were not infectious disease people were talking about... Um, no, I'm going to... It's not medical justice, but, uh, like, people who are who are... What they study is essentially like the disparities in healthcare. Like, yeah. and so how, how are we going to deal with coronavirus and make sure that people who are most vulnerable are going to be able to be taken care of? And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's really yeah broad and forward thinking. Mm-hmm. So uh, also interesting, speaking of the other task force, uh, Governor Walls had many, many nice things to say about the task, the current task force and De- Deborah Bricks. Is that Burks. Burks. Mm-hmm. I always yep. get it wrong every yeah, time. Yeah, because she had visited here. She had came here and they've been in contact or whatever. And, and like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that people don't like Walls, but I feel like he oftentimes goes out of his way yes. to spread the joy. Yep. To mm-hmm. even people who maybe he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like you, you mentioned, like up until recently, we were doing really well. I think, like, we accomplished what he set out to do by like the lockdown of like build up capacity build up whatever and now it's like you still have to maintain a slow spread out curve otherwise we don't have staff like we have the supplies now we also have to have the staff and that was something that you can't really prevent if you're not following guidelines now i gotta find that other i gotta write this down too because there's another article i think i mentioned it a while back um but it was it was a an article a guy was making the case that like all of like the essentially the second wave because we really, to be honest, we just had our first wave. I mean, I know they're yeah. calling it the second yep. wave or no. third, but then we just had our first wave. That like it won't be as bad as the first wave because the most susceptible people and the most high risk people will have already gotten it. Interesting. Which I thought was interesting. And it sort of fit. It came up in my head again because that idea sort of fit with like even with what we were doing, it was like our turn. Like it, yeah. the, it just moved around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when it, when like yep. schools get a flu yeah. bug, everybody can wash their hands all they want, but eventually like it's, your turn. it's coming. Yeah. It's your turn. Yeah. Um, and that's what he had said all along. Like we're not going to prevent the virus from coming right. here. It's coming. We need to make space right. for it. And I think you did that. Okay. So that's nice. Oh, yeah, that's Way to nice. go. Minnesota, U of M. Mm-hmm. Um, today is Wednesday. So you, you probably aren't going to be hearing this on Wednesday, but. Uh, it is Veterans Day today. Yeah. Uh, so number one, I just want to say Happy Veterans Day to all the vets out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have have uncles, I have brothers, I have grandfathers. You have, I mean, how many do you have service people? Yeah, grandpas. Fa- it's just all over the place. Yeah. Uh-huh. Almost. I mean, you can't find a family that doesn't have Somewhere. some connection. Mm-hmm. So shout out to all you guys. Yes. Um, two fun and girls. St- thank you to all you people. I always say you guys, but it's I know you know. But it's Both. Mm-hmm. people. Um, two fun veteran stories, though. Uh, Veterans Day stories. I have a friend who um, is a, a veteran, and he posted on Facebook. So apparently, this is a thing he does. So on Veterans Day, oftentimes there's all kinds of deals for veterans. Yes. And so he posts a call last week out on Facebook, and he's like, "All right, everybody, send me your veterans' free food, whatever." That's awesome. And like compiles a big list. Yes. Of all the places, and then makes a plan. Oh, that's for so like, great. <laughs> go here for coffee. I'm then go, go here for, for breakfast. Right, I go coffee, breakfast, 
Second breakfast, <laughs> lunch, awesome. get a free haircut, get some takeout, you know, that like the awesome. whole smash. Uh-huh. And I just thought it was really like kind of cool one that all these places do this. Yeah. It's sort of like a fun like. Dude, yeah. I'm a veteran. Yeah. I get to cash in on this once yes. a year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to go eat all I'm the free do things. do all of that. Yeah. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah. So they didn't make it to all of the places. Okay. But um, there was a lot. Plus, you put that out there and then other people can take advantage. Right. Like, I just like, love the people who are willing to compile all right. of the things. Put this all together yeah. for me. Send mm-hmm. me a little card. Yeah. And fill it out. So I thought that was great. That's awesome. Um, and then also, so today, at, so last night, we were talking about it's going to be Veterans Day and, and Lauren, she's 10. Um she really wanted a picture because I guess they were asking like if you have a family member you know bring in a picture and we'll you know you can show them off kind of like show and tell or whatever yeah and so she really wanted a picture of her grandpa Bill which is a huge thing because um she was five years old when he passed away um and grandpa Bill was in World War II and uh she just had this weird not weird but like awesome connection with him okay we were all shocked. Like the kids, so she wanted the picture and I'm like, oh, you really want that? So I got it and printed it out and all the kids who saw it, like when they walked by, they were like, oh, did Lauren see this? Because she has up until this time, she can't look at a picture without crying. Wow. And if even if people start talking about him, Aww. she starts, she just is like filled with emotion. And so like now she's got to this, she's gotten to a point where she is moving beyond that but oh, wants to remember so him cool. and show him off to yeah. everybody and so she brought a picture of grandpa bill in that's really cool and told them all about his time in world war ii and i just thought that was really awesome yeah. and i also miss grandpa bill too like a lot yeah he was a good dude mm-hmm. so that's awesome that's what i got i love no, that i'm gonna cry don't cry don't cry maybe a little bit yeah that's nice that is nice Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 